Blog Talk Radio. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, I'm super fantastic. Every day. <laughs> super fantastic. Wake up, wake up, it's the TNT Denar. We've been waiting so long, but we made it this far. If yeah. you're feeling like I'm feeling, you know it's so hard. Gotta keep your head up, keep your faith in the Lord, and restore the truth. Breaking down the walls, over 10,000 people waiting on the call and when it all coming to reality, it's over with. It's so close, I can feel it like a super itch. You never had it, you keep your head when you cash it. Outlast it, you ain't even got to flash it. How you doing, Tony? I'm super fantastic. Far from past it, now close your eyes and imagine. Those that been down, bouncing back like elastic. How many really trying to do something that's so drastic? Asking if you see another fella of the Denard era of making their life. Super 
To start conference recording, the recording has started. It's time. Welcome to the Information Superstation, TNT. Hosted by that dynamic duel, Tony and Ray Rinfro. They're super fantastic and fantabulous, sir, to the nth degree. Bringing you the latest and greatest Iraqi dinar revaluation information from around the globe, east to west. It's the best. So sit back, relax, and get ready to have your mind blown in the TNT Intel Zone. Good afternoon, TNT Super Fantastic Family. Today is Monday, August the 1st, 2022. Raven 98 here, along with. Good morning, TNT. Man, I was just having a really, really good morning until Ray just said it's August the 1st. I was like, mm. damn. <clears throat> we missed your life. Okay. Guys, I mean, it was a interesting weekend for sure. We just don't know what's coming out of it yet. It's what we've been talking about for months. I've been talking to you guys about for months. And it's finally come down to it. Because the only thing that's going to make a change is if the people change. <laughs> and the people have started. But I've also said for months and for years, ever since 2019, when you like that match, you don't know what you're going to get. The longer they let that fire burn, because it could be, you know, a campfire, a morning fire, a backyard fire. It could be an inferno before it's all over with. We don't know which one it's going to be. But we're at the point. We're here now. You know, going back. So we definitely gonna have to change something. Or they're gonna have to change something. Because the people are starting to speak. All right, so Sadar had his people in there. As we already know, they went into the uh, parliament building and he sent them back home. Well, yesterday when they went into the parliament building, he didn't send them back home. He told them, we're not leaving until there's a new government in place. We're not leaving, not a new government, but a new system in place. We're not leaving until all of the corrupt have been removed from the government. That's his stance now. You know, not only did they go in there, but he sent tents for them to stay in, sent food, sent water. So anybody that stays there, they're going to take care of them. The one thing he did condemned was people setting up businesses inside Parliament and all selling cigarettes and sodas and things like that. He said, that's not right. They shouldn't be doing that. But other than that, he told the people to stay. Now, some of the other provinces where they were demonstrating, he told them to go home. But he wanted everybody in Parliament to stay in Parliament. 
until there was a resolution or, like I said, until the corrupt had been removed from the government. We don't know. There's a bunch of people pleading with the Iraq government. I'm seeing a bunch of people, which is Amiri, Abadi, a bunch of parliament members from the different factions, the international community, which is the U.S., the U.N., Europe, Everybody is saying, please do this calmly, respectfully, have dialogue. You guys need to talk about this. Because everybody is also saying, if it erupts this time, it's over. Just what Alcazini said, you have lost everything you worked for. If that's the point that it reaches to, again, where they're burning buildings, everything, they got to start back from square one. So nobody wants it to get to that point. I don't think Sadar even wants it to get to that point. What he wants you to get it to is everybody knows nothing's going to happen unless he agrees to it, first of all, which most of them know that. But people are trying to figure out what's his real goal. Does he even have a plan? Even the U.S. is trying to figure that out. Is there an end point here? And the only thing people can come up with right now is to keep al Kazimi in his position. That's the only way they can sell it right now. What some of the parliament members have said and have even asked for. They came out and said, we asked two months ago. Let's dissolve the government, do another election, and do it right this time, but nobody wanted to move. So now we're going to see what happens, because that's what they think is the end game for al Kazimi right now. That's what he wanted the whole time. But guess what? That's what the international community wants. That's what we want. That's what Europe wants. what Saudi Arabia wants. Everybody wants him to stay in place, except for Iran. Well, of course not, because he's trying to do all the right things and that'd be going against everything Iran is trying to do. But now it's up to the people or Sadar, how far he'll have them go, even though he's telling everybody be peaceful, be respectful, be respectful to security forces, be respectful to the buildings. He's seeing all that. This is a sit-in. This is a peaceful demonstration so far. But we don't know what the framework is going to do. How long can a peaceful demonstration remain peaceful? So with Sadar's people going out twice and demonstrating, Maliki sent his people out yesterday, told the framework's people to go out and protest in the streets. Well, as they approached Parliament, the Green Zone, everything else, the security forces stopped his people. Now, maybe if they were there first, it'd be different, but they weren't. So they stopped them, wouldn't let them go by, go through, because uh, nobody really wants to see a civil war. And that's what it would go down to. And even though Maliki said yesterday, or the framework, because they asked their people to go out yesterday, Sunday, then they told them to stay home. Wait, there's going to be a problem. But today they went out anyway. 
and they got turned back. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. It's all chaos. But I did tell you guys that. The end was going to be chaos. Now it's real chaos, for real. <laughs> but everybody's talking about it. Just what is needed. First of all, to get to the next phase, which they're probably going to have to do, do away with Parliament and vote on it and make sure they're saying a new election within 60 days could happen. Al-Kazimi stay in place. Now, they're just saying 60 days. It could be six months or a year. I don't know until they announce it. But right now they're saying probably 60 days after they decide to get to that point. So we'll have to wait and see. The good things. Al-Kazimi did tell people again, the rate has changed. You have to just wait for us to show it to you. But the rate has changed. And nobody thinks it's going to be the 1190 rate, just based on what's going on. But they can't do it in the middle of this chaos either. That doesn't make sense to me. To me. Now, I want to tell you guys, the banks were called to have meetings yesterday, and they still think it's going to be this week. That's what they think. That's what they're telling their people. And, and I'm just saying, how, and how could it even be this week? Everything that's going on over there, in the middle of it, they're going to change the rate? That wouldn't make sense to me. Now, things could move rather fast or quickly this week and uh, coordinate the framework and, and Sadar come to some kind of agreement. But Sadar put out conditions. He won't even talk to them. They said they've been trying to talk to him for three weeks. He won't have a conversation with them, but he put out the conditions. I will have a conversation with you if you, again, get rid of the corrupts. Amiri, who's trying to arrange everything, comes out and publicly declares that he's no longer part of the framework because they say you say you're not part of them, but yet you're speaking for them. You say you're not part of them, but you signed all the documents they wanted you to sign. So he said, I need that cleared up. I'm not even talking to you. And there was one other condition, too. I forgot who said. But basically, uh, the uh, people are in Parliament chanting, it's time for a regime change. They're saying the same things they did back in 2019. We need a new government. It's time. But not just a new government. We need to change the Constitution and change the way the president or the prime minister is elected. They didn't say parliament. They want to change the way the prime minister is elected and make that part of the new constitution so that they won't run up to this. Now, Sadar did come out and talk about the judiciary, how they were uh, manipulated or did what Maliki and Iran wanted them to do. So that was his other condition. He want all the judiciary replaced, all the judges replaced. Because he knows they're for Maliki and Iran and they're doing what they want done. Looks like we got a ways to go this week. But things are happening fast over there. It's changing every day. Dialogue, everybody's getting involved. I mean, all the international communities, everybody, 
even though they're saying, hey, you guys sell it amongst yourselves, do what you want to do. They're all backdooring. They're all making calls. They're all making statements. This is what needs to happen. Or Iraq will have lost everything that they've gained in the last two years. And we know that's all because of Al-Kazim. Maybe exactly what Iran wants, even though they're saying they don't want it. Because then Iraq would have lost all the uh, ability to even give them any money. So it hurts everybody. That's it. If it reaches that point again, everybody will be hurt because it will destroy the country as a whole. So we're hoping it doesn't reach that point. Excuse me. And uh, that smart people make smart decisions. That's what all of Al Kazimi's speeches were about this weekend. He's saying we have some smart people in this country. Iraqis are smart. And we're not going to let this happen. We're not going to sit back and watch this happen. So all we're seeing in the articles on TV is dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Let's talk about this before it gets to that point. Everybody's willing to talk except Sadar, and that's the one they need to talk. And he's blatantly saying there ain't nothing to talk about. Until you're willing to make the changes, there's nothing to talk about. And everybody's trying to convince them to give up something. But what do you give up in that case? If we let them appoint their guy, I think these guys are just going to be corrupt as ever. They're going to keep stealing the money, keep giving it to Iran, keep doing the things that they're doing. So ask yourself, what does he give up? But, well, you give us this position, we're going to give you these five. But those five positions don't mean anything. Just because they got our name on it, Siddharth knows that. And it's not just about the prime minister. It's just about changing the laws, changing the rules. And as he said, and we've all been saying for years, about getting rid of the corruption. And we know who that is. That's the leadership. Maliki and, and everybody supporting them. But anyway, I know it sounds bad. It was a ominous two days or three days over the weekend. Even today, people are still sitting there. But I think we'll see something dramatic happen this week because everybody is saying it has to, it needs to. And the international community is actually pushing for it hard because, yes, they still do have an August 15th deadline they want it to get to and it's to be over with. And um, Razani has offered everybody in Baghdad the opportunity to come to Kurdistan to meet and talk since they can't meet in Parliament. And they can't meet anywhere down there because Sadar has told his people to stay mobile and ready to go to any location where they try to hold the meeting. So Bazani has offered them to come to Kurdistan and hold a meeting and talk. And so far, the framework has accepted. <laughs> they said they'll do it. It's just getting Sadar to accept it. 
And again, he's saying, talk about what? Are you going to get rid of those guys? Then let's talk. If you're not, I guess we'll see. All right, Ray, let's get started. Oh, wait, wait. Was I tell you guys? Okay. Banks, oh, yeah. Still think it's this week. That's what they were told yesterday. I just don't see it. I don't even understand them even telling their people that. But let's go. Okay. First question is, uh-oh, wait a minute. Lost my screen. It moved on me. How did that happen? Oh, well. Charlie O.K. says, Tony, would you please clarify the deadline date for the prime minister and president of Iraq to disband the parliament? There is no deadline date. They're going to do it whenever they decide to do it, if they do that. There is no deadline date to disband anything. What they need to have is parliament members, uh, 50% plus one, have to vote to disband. Okay? And they haven't even set up the vote to vote, you know, the time to vote or date. So there is no one. We think in the end that's probably what will happen. I mean, that's the only way out of solution where everybody loses and everybody wins is this band, let Al Kazimi keep doing what he's doing for a period of time, then everybody can still have faith. But other than that, unless the framework actually gives in. Now, here's the other thing that's going with that. Iran is saying they're ready to make a deal with the U.S. If the U.S. is ready to make a deal. Because they see the writing on the wall, too. This gets worse. They lose even worse. But if there's a deal made and they back down and tell Malik, everybody just give them that so we can get what we get, it could go even faster. But we don't know if that deal is going to happen in the next 15 days, too. Because it does play a critical part in how hard Iran pushes for the framework to get their agenda through. All right, what's next? Next is uh, Cirque 7. If the Iraqi people don't agree with the framework slash Iran influenced government, how does Iraq remove them from power without physical force? They don't. That's what they're doing right now. They're threatening physical force. And the only way is for... um, and I hope not. I mean, if it escalates even more in the framework, see, they're going to lose everything. Possibly could they make a deal? And maybe they see that right now. That's why they're trying to talk to Sadar so bad. They want to come make some kind of agreement, and he's keeping the pressure on them right now. But it's to not make an agreement and leave those people in the government. Sadar put out a statement over the weekend, guys told everybody, every citizen, every group, this is probably our second and our last chance to reform our country into something that they can be proud of, to remove all the corruption right now, to change actual democracy right now, to build with honest people. So he told me, if we miss this opportunity, then it's probably over. 
we're going to be enslaved and indebted and abused from now on if we let them win this. And this is just the beginning, because he just put it out yesterday. But he's letting them know this is what the fight is for. So we have to go all the way and get all or nothing. And he's right. Because what happened last time when they didn't? Maliki's right back again. Iran is still there. It's still influencing. So we're not going to keep getting these opportunities. Right now, we got the money. All is right price. The international community is behind us. The U.N. is behind us. Everybody, this is the time to get rid of them. And this is how you unfortunately have to do it since Maliki had the judiciary in his pocket and they changed the rules. And that's why he wants to get rid of the judiciary also. So this is the process, unfortunately, you have to go through. What's next? Continuing with Cirque, if Kazemi and Saleh have the power to dissolve government, why haven't they done so already to remove the Iran-influenced politicians? First of all, they're a caretaker of government. Second of all, yesterday, a uh, political guy came out and said that they could only have the power to do it If, I think it's requested by some members of parliament, though. So if they didn't have the one-third in order to cause a vote to do, they at least have to have somebody in parliament request, and that hasn't happened yet. Okay. Rojo says, do you think there will be a dissolution of the parliament? I think it's the best thing at this point so they can continue and Al Kazimi can have more time to reach his agenda and do the things that he's doing um, outside the framework, change the rate, and get the people behind him even that much more. I think it's the best thing for him. The only other mechanism I see of this coming down is for the framework to actually nominate Al Kazim, because then nobody has anything to argue about. So Dara say, okay, then we'll go about more change things through the vote. Do it the other way. We don't have to tear the country down. That's the only solution I see. And some other people over the weekend were saying that they look at Al Kazimi's chances of staying even stronger since what happened Friday and yesterday. So those are the only two options, because Sadar is not going to let the framework nominate anybody. It's clear from this point on, because anybody they nominate is going to be a Maliki puppet, and he's not going to let it happen. He already said it. So that's the only two ways I see out of it. All right, what's next? Right, Sunstar says, are you looking for any laws to show up in the Gazette? No. They're not voting on these laws, not passing any. Everything has been done 
uh, we emailed out to Vivi, tell him the rate has been changed. We just can't announce it yet. But I'm telling you guys, the rate has been changed. So they at least know that part. And that's why we're not seeing it or hearing. Nobody's protesting about the rate because he already told them it's been changed. We just have to wait for this other stuff to get over with. All right, what's next? Live callers next. 754 right. Erico, you are on. Well, good morning, Tony, and good afternoon, Ray. It's Marjong Lady from Florida. Um, good morning. I'm sorry you don't I, have anything to ask us because they already asked everything. So what now? <laughs> oh, <go ahead. laughs> um, basically, I don't have a lot of questions today, <laughs> but I wanted to know, um, number one, I have been reading some articles that have been posted on um, Denard Detectives. And what I'm curious about is, there have been people posting about Europe and the RV over there and that France is going to be kicking it off. I was always under the assumption that when the RV goes, there is no country that's going to go first, that it is everybody at the same time. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Even with people saying nonsense that France is going to go first, that means they're first in the system and everybody else follows 20 seconds later, 30 seconds later, they're going to be first one to change. We don't know that. I don't even know why that would even make sense. Seeing well, it's for Europe. The server Europe, not in European. They were talking about the European corridor, not the world, but that France would control Europe's RVing of the dinar, and that didn't make any sense to me. Don't make any sense to me either, because 4X is going to control it globally, so why does it have to go through France for anything to be changed? Okay. And my next question, because no. the news today is not really good, um, not really giving, as far as I could see, us much hope. In your opinion, do you think we're going to see this RV this year, that they're going to get all this resolved in a timely manner so that the country can move forward? I think we will see it this year. I think it will be resolved because what's going on right now, even though it's peaceful, as far as demonstrations, parliament to change, First of all, can't go on for six months. You can't just shut Congress down for six months in a country not operate. Or they have to run around the country to different locations so they don't know where they are trying to operate. A country can't be run like that. Second of all, the international community is not going to do business with a country that's running around hiding from the citizens. So that's not going to work for six months. The third thing, and I'll tell all the reasons why, even this morning, they're projecting oil to be at $200 a barrel by the end of the year. $200 a barrel. Iraq is supposed to double, have $150 billion in reserves, almost double what it needed by the end of the year. And on top of that, nobody, 
no amount of people, not 8 million, 9 million, 10 million Iraqis are going to stand by knowing there's $150 billion sitting over there and they won't give us a dime. So I don't think this is going to last six months anyway that it can. I mean, it's just not going to. Uh, my final question is, with them being in the green zone, in Parliament, and the people being basically riled up over what's going on, do you think they're going to, you know, stop the protests the way they are, just having sit-ins, and are going to start trying to uh, destroy things? Well, or are they gonna yeah, that's what I talked about. Thing? And I said, you know, you can light a match, you can light a campfire, or you can start a forest fire. And you don't know which one's going to happen once you light that match, the longer you let it burn. And that's what some of the politicians are saying, guys, this could easily get out of control. So we need to control it now before it gets out of control and nobody can. But if people don't see something happening, and more importantly, if Sadara says, Hey guys, we just gotta go with it. We gotta tear it down to build it back up. I think we could easily see that. Yeah. All right. One last thing. Think if they do dissolve if they no, do dissolve just... Parliament, how much longer you think this is going to go? I I don't know. Like they said, they could set it at sixty days for new elections. They could set it at six months or another whole year. It depends. And if they change the rules to the election. But okay, Ray's trying to get on to somebody else now. Thank you. All right, you. thank you. Have a good day. Right. Bye-bye. All right. And again, I'm going to ask you guys, we're not sanitation workers, so um, don't bring us the trash that you want us to clean up for you that you're getting from somewhere else. Again, I respectfully ask that. <laughs> 281, okay. Erico, you're on. <laughs> Oh my God! I had to come in after that. How you doing? I'm telling you. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! God. Give me a hole in your got your funky bus fare. Oh, two eight one. You're on. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Wright. Hey. How you doing today? Oh, I'm saying tabula you, sir, to the nth degree. I'm not bothered. <laughs> I mean, but sometimes we just have to reiterate stuff that we have put out before. Yeah, I get to. And Mr. Tony, how are you? I was just wondering, do they have sanitation workers in Texas? Or y'all just full of... I am not one, so I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh say God. I don't know. Oh, he's a mess. Anyway, I have some questions. So, Uh-oh. wasn't today a significant day, August the 1st? What was supposed to be happening today? Nothing. I know. Some things were to go into effect today, right? I thought. Okay, so... Um, OPEC has a meeting on August the 3rd, which is Wednesday. And they were going to decide, you know, if they're going to put out more oil or not. 
mm-hmm. according to Iraq, Saudi Arabia agreeing with Biden that they would. They're going to see what happened at the OPEC meeting today. Um, the U.S. announced more uh, sanctions on Russia, different ones that's supposed to go into effect, which is going to help take the price of oil up to $200 a barrel, regardless of how much is put out, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But there's no deadline, no announcement, anything. Um, yesterday, Parliament was scheduled to meet, they thought, and vote on the Prime Minister and the President of the Republic. But we knew that wasn't going to happen after Friday. And now mm-hmm. Parliament has said there is no date. Parliament is closed with no future date of opening right now. So there's no oh my date. Mm. Um, so the International Monetary Fund, did you read up on that in regards to the SDRs and the new evaluation uh, calculation that they were doing in there for the baskets and all of that? And if so, what exactly does that mean? Is, does that tie into saying that we are looking for, or that's just something that happens and they do? After they adjusted so the periods. rate for everything except for the USD. All of the countries inside the basket, they adjusted the rate for. Now, does that have to go with the GCR? I mean, it's not mm-hmm. for the RV, but maybe for the GCR. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they need okay. to change the numbers with today's rates. Go ahead. So when they adjust the, the valuation of the rates in there, is it just certain currencies other than the USD or, I mean, how is it that they determine which currencies will be adjusted? Well, they only adjusted the ones in the, in the uh, SCR, in the basket itself. They in didn't adjust in the, the basket rest. itself. But what does that do? That changes everybody's exchange rate. And related to those currencies, they adjusted. So, yeah. They adjusted. Mm-hmm. But every mm-hmm. country in the basket was changed except for the dollar. So the exchange rate for the dollar didn't change anywhere. Anywhere. Okay. Mm. okay. Now, why they have to do that is because the dollar is so strong right now. That's why the euro is down where everybody else was going down. So they had to make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it didn't, well, I I get you. But, I mean, I guess there's not a list of all the currencies that we are looking for because on the list that I saw, it was just, you know, some of the ones that we're not even even following. So that's, I guess that's why I asked that question. Um, okay. That they list. adjusted the countries that are in the SDR basket, not in, in the, the basket. revaluation basket. It's something totally okay. different. Okay, I get you. All right. Yeah, because I didn't understand exactly how that works, so that's why I asked that question. So, yeah. Okay, well, okay. that was my question. I don't really have any more, I guess. Everything as far as Iraq is concerned, I'm just exhausted right now. So maybe maybe as the week progresses, we'll hear some better better news that they're trying to get the government seated over there. Because it seems like to me, uh, until that government is seated, we may not see anything. So I'm assuming that the U.S. banks are making their decisions off of what happened 
or what happens with if the government is seated. Would you say that could be possible? Because other yeah, than that, the only thing I could conclude is this. Last week, we thought they were going to take a vote today or yesterday, mm-hmm. and there was going to be a seated government, and the RV could happen rather quickly. So mm-hmm. the banks aren't getting everyday news the way we are. So they're still okay. anticipating something that's going to happen. Like today, we know it's not going to happen. But right. even though, you know, they can't wait till 20 minutes or 24 hours before and prepare their people. They got to be ready days and hours, and, and you know, ahead. And that's what they're always looking at. Because when I got the call yesterday and they're saying, hey, we just had a meeting where they were being told still this week. I'm like, there ain't no way in hell nobody would change it this week. They don't even make good sense. But mm-hmm. they weren't reading everything I was reading. They weren't getting the calls, and they, and they don't know every, every minute. They're waiting to be informed by the treasurer of these decisions because it could have happened if that meeting was held. I don't think it will. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you guys, I don't think there will be an RV until there's at least a potential new government. And I've said that a couple of times. By potential, I mean they've made an agreement in the background that we don't know about that's going to be announced tomorrow (laughs) next week because we're not going to know in advance. Other than that, the reality is it doesn't make sense to change the rate when you don't even know who's going to be in charge of all that money. Right. What kind of government or what kind of country is going to be, it just doesn't make sense. Now, as soon as we do know and there's things in place, then that makes sense. Could that happen rapidly? It could. At any moment, yeah. somebody could wake up, Maliki, framework, Iran, and say, you know what, in the end we're going to lose, so let's just change it right now instead of yeah. going through all that. And it could be over with. It could still still happen by the fifth day. We don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Okay, well, I will move out of the way. Thank you for your answers. You guys have a good day. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. 206 area code, you are on. Greetings, gentlemen. Top of the week to you. I hope you, all of us have a great week in store. Yes, sir. Good morning. Hi, Tony. How you doing? Super fantastic. How you doing? I'm super fantastic, too. You know, it's like when you throw a rock in the air. If you're real strong, you can throw a rock real high. But sooner or later, that rock is going to hit the ground again. And I know this thing's going to hit the ground again. It's just a matter of time. (laughs) And part of the gravity of this, I think, would have to be the business interest. I mean, there's the people's interest generally. But in the long run, the business interest parallels the people's interest because that's what makes an economy work. So we never talk about the business interests. We talk about the people 
and the demonstrations and so forth, but surely everything that's at stake here with this country has enormous impact on business interests. And those business interests are not likely to walk away from the opportunity they have uh, without exercising their influence in this. Do you know of anything or do you see of any ways that businesses are either behind the people in this, behind Sadar in this, or are about to get behind them? No, because I don't think the only businesses we know are huge, huge businesses called Exxon. Mobile, Shell, all who've already walked away from it because they're tired of the drama, the chaos, and they're saying we've invested enough in this mess. Now, was that supposed to make something happen? People see the biggest oil companies are walking away, then they were about to lose. So what did Iraq do? They didn't want all the deals to be with China. They tried to bring in other U.S. companies. Some of them, Exxon came back under different names, smaller companies. But companies and business is not going to change the country. Everybody sees the opportunity. The entire international community sees the resources Iraq has and what it can do. But it doesn't matter if you can't control the people. If you can't give them what they need to improve society. You can tell people how to read, but you can't make them read. You can tell people where the water is, but you can't make them drink. You can tell them, you know, it's food on the other side of the ocean. Well, I don't want to go get it. I want somebody to bring it to me. A lot of things they're looking at, when do they grow up and decide? Now, the people want the right thing, it's just their leaders who are stopping them from getting it. And at some point, this is going to happen, if not through democracy. And, and we can look and say what some Iraqis say. You know, the U.S., you set this system up. You left all these loopholes in here, and then you put this idiot in charge that we're paying for. And now how do we change it? Well, the only reason it changed from a dictatorship to a so-so democracy was because of war, because somebody destroyed it to rebuild it. Now they're looking at, do we have to do that again? Because we know we messed up, we did it wrong, but the crooks in charge who Sadar is fighting don't want to change it because it's to their advantage. And the only way it can be forced to be changed is if the people do it. I don't care. If it's through peaceful protests and they shut the country down, through peaceful protests, and everybody else says, hey, you guys got to change. Or they start burning things down. Everybody knows the moment they start burning things down, the international community gets back involved, the U.S. gets back involved, and they're going to change everything. Next time around, it's going to be totally different because they saw the mistakes. They saw what they put in there. It's just a matter of does it have to go that? That's what we're waiting to see. 
Well, the background of my question wasn't international business. It was internal Iraqi business people. Uh, you got the, the people who are the workers, the factory workers, and so on, the shop workers. But there have to be businesses in Iraq that are domestically Iraqi businesses. And I was just really asking, don't those Iraqi business people have enough economic clout and some kind of economic collect connection to the people in Parliament that they can have greater influence than just the average work in the work in Iraqi. That's what I was trying to get at. Okay, so Do listen they, to your question. That's who they are. That's who the corrupt is. That's who's been stealing the money for years. It's a big business people. They're happy with the way things are. They're not losing money. They're not hungry. They're not driving around in Toyotas, you know. I'll just say it's the people who are suffering. If big business was suffering, if it was causing them money, it would have been changed a long time ago. But the fact is they're making money off of it. They're the ones who are at the border selling things. They're the ones who are selling money to Iran for favors. They're the ones who are sending the money out of the country. The rich are getting richer. So who stands up for the people? I get you. So what you're saying is the economic uh, infrastructure of the country, not just the parliament, but the economic infrastructure is corrupt too. Is that what you're saying? It is corrupt. That's the whole thing. The whole okay. system I all the money that's being stolen, the poor people, not the rich people still. It's the people who control everything or 50% of everything, especially with the framework, with Iran. And there, and that's where the money's going. So who do you have to stand up? you got to remember for years, if you stood up and said that's not right, then tomorrow morning you don't stand up because you're dead. If you stand up right now. I mean, they were actually going to people's houses, shooting them when they walk out the door. You better not say nothing. Take this money and shut up. And that's what they've been doing until somebody lights a dar who they can't just shoot in the street is standing up. Somebody like Al Kazimi, who we put there, who says, I'm not going to let it go, not scared of getting shot down in the streets. Those are the ones that they can rely on to cause change not the guys who own Circle K, guys who own, uh, you know, all the shopping stores or the malls or the computer techs. They don't care. They're getting paid every day. Gotcha. I saw the corruption being mostly in the government and the political parties, but you're saying it's in the economic system of the country outside the government, not just inside the government. If that's what you're saying, that's a big eye-opener. Thank you, Tony. Listen, if you guys haven't seen it, I want you guys to pay attention to something. It's a small, a small portion of, of reality. There's a special going on about the Texas government. If you haven't seen it on TV, you should look at it because it's nothing to do with the government. It's the people who bought the Texas government and supply it. It's the money. Every country is run the same way, including this one. It's not about 
doing the right thing or the wrong thing when you go to Congress and you go to Senate. It's about how much money you're going to get, who your donors are, and what they want you to do. Those people are outside of politics. That's the privatization of business coming into politics where those certain politicians are bought and paid for. That's the reality of it. Okay. Yeah, well, right. Thank you very much, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Takes us to 610, area code. You are on. Hey, good afternoon, Ray, and good morning, Tony. It is G-Man MPA. Greetings, sir. Hey, good morning, man. It is another dynamite day here in the USA, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to do the long version, so here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a new month, a new day, and that means there is a new bill that needs to be paid, and you can help by going to www.tntsuperfantastic.com, clicking on that red payment button, and when you do, the name and address will come up to where you can send your checks and money orders made payable to Raymond Renfro, P.O. Box 1748, Elm City, that's just like the tree, Elm City, North Carolina, 27822. And when you're making out those checks and money orders, please remember to make them payable to Raymond Renfro. And please remember to include your phone number on those checks and money orders. This way it makes it easier for Ray to track those payments as they come in. For all of you who'd like to donate electronically, you can go to the TNTSuperFantastic.com website, click on that red payment button, and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit or credit card of your choice. Click on the Click Here Instructions. That will then take you to a menu page of payments that you can choose from. Click on the payment that you would like to send in. That will then take you to another page where you'll be asked to type in your email address, your name on the card, and your debit or credit card information. In that block where you type in your name on the card, after you have typed in your name on the card, hit the space bar twice, and in that same block, type in your phone number. That helps Ray track the payments as they come in. So again, to donate electronically, go to the TNTSuperFantastic.com website, click on that red payment button, and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit or credit card of your choice. Click on the Click Here Instructions. That will then take you to a menu page of payments that you can choose from. Click on the payment that you would like to send in. That will then take you to another page where you'll be asked to type in your email address, your name on the card, and your debit or credit card information. In that block, where you type in your name on the card. After you have typed in your name on the card, hit the space bar twice and type in your phone number there. That helps Ray track the payments as they come in. After you have typed in your debit or credit card information, at the bottom of the page is that blue pay key. After you have clicked on that blue pay key, stay on the page for a second or two. You'll then receive a circle with a check mark 
and a sentence that says, thank you for supporting the TNT blog talk radio show. This way you know your payments have gone through successfully. Remember to do it today, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be very, very glad that you did. As always, Ray and Tony, thank you for all you continue to do for us. Thank you again to both of your families for continuing to share you with us. Thank you to those 13 task force members who are still out there making sure that the bankers and meeting facilities are going to be available for us post-RV. And as Ray has taught us, remember, verification, negotiation, diversification, protect your principal, KYW, know your worth, and Vegas, 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 and rally, 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 so I can come join you and enjoy some of that good home style North Carolina barbecue. And I'd like to take a minute just to say that I am not getting paid to make these requests for payments. Neither Tony nor Ray has ever asked me to make these requests for payments. I make these requests of my own volition and my own free will. So, gentlemen, again, thank you for all you continue to do. Make it a dynamite rest of the day. All right. Thank thank you, you, sir. We really do appreciate it, too. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Okay, that takes us to 972, area code. You are on. Hello, fellas. Danny in Dallas. Hey, sir. Hey, how man. You? How you doing? I'm doing all right, but I'm going to get off his headset here because often you guys tell me you can't hear me. Come on, speaker. Everything's all right? All right. Super fantastic. Okay, good. Well, confused about this uh, pilot being dismissed for a while, but you're telling me they are in uh, on on uh, uh, site, but uh, they got to talk some things through. Is that a, a simplified way of saying what what you're telling us? No, Parliament is not on site. They're not in session. Because the demonstrators are taking up all their offices in the building. So they, in fact, cannot have any kind of meeting. That is why the Zoning has offered them to come to Kurdistan and said, I'll give you a meeting place. You guys want oh. to, you know, to do that. I that part. So, I must have been under yeah, the house. So the, yeah, okay. No meetings going on right now. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, every Sunday morning before church starts, there's a group of us that gathers up, and we we compare notes. Nobody had that information, <laughs> so oh, I'll be okay. able to pass it on if it remains if it remains in that position. I'll be able to pass it on tonight at the Bible study. Who knows? Things happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, listen, you guys went remark hall instead of waiting thirty or forty five minutes. Uh, you haven't you haven't uh, dealt with that. I'm giving you an opportunity to either say it went good or you've changed uh, your your uh, requirement. What is it? No, I didn't. People changed okay. when they were going to buy time, which I there noticed this morning. Right. said, oh, this is kind of early. And then we're not <laughs> called Ray. Said, oh, we're going to start on time today, <laughs> which I, I appreciate it. It gives us more time. And we have a lot of stuff to oh, talk yeah. about. I thought oh, we're yeah. gonna miss half of it because they do what they normally do. But anyway, 
Right. It was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Uh, reminded me of fishing, you know, when you go someplace and you, you got the right bait, you don't change bait. So when I got in this morning, I I contributed, and I thought, you know, that felt so good, I think I'll do it again. So, uh, And then I was quite surprised. I didn't know if I was going to be the only one on the call or what. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. too, but we got to ten and uh, talking to Ray. Said you ready? I said yeah. We we close. I guess it's gonna happen. You know, so let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. The only only questions I've got right now that new currency uh, of rates that they say they what it is, and nobody really has any information on it, or or is it just something's being held back? by perhaps you, perhaps others as well. What uh, What's the score on that? Well, they haven't announced it to anybody, is for one thing. Um, I would tell you people here and internationally think it's going to be the RV rate. Uh, people over there think this is back to the previous rate. It doesn't say what area. But they're Got going you. to be excited with 1190. Because they don't know yes. anything about the real one to one, right. you know. Kind of like me being excited so, but, about my three dollars and seventy-five cents instead of right. Because the national community <laughs> is not going to be excited. Contracts are not going to go in place on August the fifteenth or anywhere else at eleven ninety rate. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I am currently loading uh, materials on a trailer. Looks like they're about done. So. I'm going to head on out. Thank you, fellas, for your information. I'll listen patiently. Have a good day. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, sir. 360 area code. You are on. <laughs> good morning, Tony. Good afternoon, Ray. It's Walt. Hey, sir. Hey, how you doing? Oh, man, Tony. I'm uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I went to okay. have uh, Did you ever go to... Did you ever go to um, Olive Garden and have the all all the salad you can eat, and all the soup you can eat, and all the breadsticks you can eat? And that's a, I mean, they just and they have four different kinds of soup and all that. Have you ever done that? I thought you was gonna leave out the bread, but I like the potato soup the best. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right, exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah, without the breadsticks, it doesn't work. But yeah. uh, that's that's great. Hey, I have I have two, I think, relative uh, pertinent questions to ask. And the first one is, what do you think? If you look at the what actually happened, it sounds like well, they they just blocked the the framework protesters from coming into the green zone, and and that was that. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But the idea that they would not allow them in there had to have been a, a I don't want to say a foregone conclusion, but certainly a decision that had to be made because once they knew they had come, they, they reacted relatively quickly, as I could understand from from what the article said. And... So they had to have thought of it beforehand. So do you think that that adds to the credibility of that Kazemi's still in charge? Well, it does. 
fact that he's in charge, because he still is, he still controls, he's commander-in-chief, so he still controls them and what they do to the point that he doesn't. But here's what else it does. It adds to the fact that the framework and their members are talking about Al Kazini was behind all this because he opened the door and let them in the parliament. He didn't stop and protect them. He said, hey, security, don't go against it. He let them in, and they're saying he did it for his own benefit because if he can keep them in there, he stays in power. That's what the framework is trying to say, the reason that he did it. But the other thing you got to look at what Sadar is saying is, wait, we came in peacefully, but Maliki is putting out statements, airwaves have been proven. You guys talking about killing people, harming people, doing destruction. So then he tells his people to go out and protest. So they're coming for one reason only, and that is for confrontation. So there's another reason for the security force to meet them and deny them. Everything's peaceful in there without you. And if you go in there, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. So change. both sides can see it. So, yes, al is in charge, and al himself is saying he's doing it for the Iraqi people to protect the people. He said, I didn't ask to be prime minister. I didn't run for it. I'm just doing my job. Right. The other question, uh, <laughs> to be quick and get out of the way, um, is I think it was um, a body, but I don't know. It was a post from this morning from, from Trish about, or Tish, I mean, excuse me, um, about the fact that Maliki made the comments that he did and uh, they proven that it's his and all this, that why they haven't denounced the state of law and, and given him the boot out of that would imply that Iran is still trying to salvage to the point of maintaining his presence. Do you think, or would that be out of line to think that Dealing with Maliki might be an appeasement to Sauter that could be the the beginning of it to where they would uh, agree to go. But it, I don't see him changing. I don't see Sauter changing his the three requirements. Okay. What do you think? So we know Maliki said what he said. They said yep. he did. Members of his own party start saying he needs to go. And it was going back and forth on the news. Some saying need to go. Some saying no. That was one guy's opinion, two guys' opinion, everything else. So it was starting to sow the course amongst the framework. Even Amiri said that he was out of the group if it proved that Maliki said that. He's not. But when the Quad Force General Irene came over there and he came to smooth things over, not between Sadar and Maliki because he already tried that, but within the framework itself, so we don't see them talking about that anymore at all. Except Sadar saying, what are you guys going to do? Because everybody knows it's true. But it's up to the judiciary to bring charges. Follow 
do that, regardless of what his group decides to do. And they actually follow uh, Al-Kazimi. Al-Kazimi doesn't really want to do that if his own group is not going to deny him because just what they saw yesterday, he still has a big following. You know, it's like in other countries. Nobody really cares if he's corrupt or not. You know, he's doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing. They're still going to support him anyway because he's doing what they want, keeping them in power and money or in the position that they want to be in. They don't care if he's corrupt. And those are what his followers are doing. But if you say if there's one thing that would change Sadar's whole attitude, even out of the three things he listed that he wanted them to do, just one thing alone would be get rid of Maliki, and then he might say, yeah, we can talk now. Because that's just the beginning. That's the tip of the iceberg. But you get rid of him, now things look totally different. Because the fact of the matter is, Iran ready to do that. I think when Iran makes the new nuclear deal with the U.S. and their sanctions are removed, they'll get rid of Malik. They can sacrifice him there. Until then, they don't know how bad they're going to need Iraq. <laughs> All right. Okey-doke. Well, I appreciate your insight. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Ray. All right. And I'll get yeah, to let uh, the next one in line. Okay. 217, area code, you are on. Hello. I've Hello. just been listening to all the, argu- I've just been listening to all the arguments and everything, so I really don't have anything to say except thank you to both both of you guys for putting up with everyone and, and uh, for all that you do. And God's blessings to you. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. Bye. Nine one eight. Okay. Nine one eight. Erico, you are on. Nine one eight. Seven seven zero. You're on. Okay. You're off. Six zero one. Erico, you are on. Six zero one area code. Okay, that takes us to three three four area code. You are on. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you. Yes, sir. Oh my God, it's the first time I've been on the call in years. Whew, this is cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first of all, thank you all for everything you do and. Uh, this is Wes from Alabama. Um, I got a, I guess it's uh, less technical questions. Um, I've wondered this for years. Why on their website? And this is not. I'm not doubting the RV at all when I say this, but it seems like it'd be a legal issue for all the banks if they. And pardon me if it's already been asked, but on their websites it says uh, they don't deal in Iraqi dinar, and some of them say they don't deal in Iraqi dinar and never have plans to. It just seems like that would be a huge legal issue for them. Okay. Is that so? Would that pose a problem for them? No, because they don't deal in Iraqi dinar right now. There's nothing wrong with that. 
And they could always say, Ray, there's noise in the background, that they never had a plan to until it happened. So I, I don't see anything legal against that. Again, it's the ones where Wells Fargo will say, you know, we don't deal in Iraqi Denar, we never have. And people will come back and say, well, you're lying about that because I bought my Denar at Wells Fargo 10 years ago. For sure. I'm 12 years I'm when it was planned. But yet they not too long ago, probably a year. I bought a dome from there, and now they've quit dealing in that for whatever reason. Right, but that doesn't mean they won't after it happens, because they can start new policies anytime they want. But you guys got to realize again, and they're not going to advertise these things and have all the employees stack up on dinar, dong, gem notes, everything else. And the day the RVs announced, everybody walk out the office because they're all millionaires. Nobody's going to run their business like that. Yeah, that's understandable because, uh, like you say all the time, it, it's kind of hard to uh, believe that people are going to be giving us financial advice that's getting paid, you know, fifteen twenty dollars an hour. Um, you know, I would be highly upset if I worked for the bank for years and they told me that this happened and you got to deal with all these millionaires. And I've been telling you for years, it's not going to happen, you know, but uh, they don't want to lose their personnel. I understand that. That's that's going to be wild. Some people that are upset. And and I've been telling you guys for years, you got to remember that the guys sitting over there may have some animosity may get mad, especially, you know, people who we think shouldn't have to have this kind of money. When I've been sitting here all this time, I mean, some of them may have to face just that, but it is what it is. And, you know, the banks themselves would rather risk that or losing one employee or 100 or 500 employees because they're mad than losing 5,000 employees because they all got rich in one day. Well, we've been in this since 2008, and I've never seen – so much stuff on the forefront, like so much news and people coming out and saying, Hey, this is true. And it's coming. It's always, it's always been kind of hush hush on our side, you know? Uh, and it's exciting to see all these people coming forward and saying, Hey, this is really happening in Iraq, you know? Uh, but I appreciate you guys for everything you do. And I might come and join Ray in North Carolina. It's too hot here in Alabama. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm looking forward to buying me a North Carolina vacation home. Enjoying some of that good barbecue. Okay. All right. But thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, y'all. sir. All, All right. right. Thank thank you, sir. Okay, now. Bye-bye. Let's see. That takes me to one left here. Two, eight, one. Here we go. Hey, Ray. Hey, sir. And Tony. Hello. Greetings. Hey, good morning. Hello. Hey, how Hello. You? I'm sorry, guys. Hello. Yes, sir. We hear you. <laughs> Hello. Yes. What's your on? Oh, hey, Ray and Tony. How y'all doing? All right. Sir. This KB Hug. All right. right. How you doing? Hey. I'm doing fine. Long time I got to talk to you guys. Finally got a day off from work. All right. What's going on? 
Yes, sir. Oh, um, Tony, do you ever think um, Amiri can be somebody that sort of will go to Sadar and finally get fed up with them and will stop going up both ways? That was my question. Well, he already said he was, you know, two months ago, a month ago, he said he wasn't with them anymore. And he was going to Sadar's side, and he wanted, uh, he actually said he wanted Maliki to leave. Now, and that's what Sadar is saying today. If that's true, you keep saying you're not with them, but you keep going to all their meetings, you keep signing their documents, then come out here and confess to everybody you're no longer part of the framework, and then we can talk. That's what he said. Be no longer part of it, be against them, then we can talk. Will he actually do that? I don't know. If they if the judiciary actually makes an announcement, I think, saying that all the recordings were real, that it was Maliki, that it's against their religion and everything, because that's what he was upset about. He wouldn't have any yeah. choice. But... No, I just say yeah. Yeah, I said yeah. That, that's what it's about. So I, I think there's a possibility of it happening. We'll see when he responds to what Sadar says. So we'll let know, you know, this week. That's right. I know that 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 Hakeem guy. He pretty. I mean, he was like, you know, shoot him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I didn't. I mean, he pretty rough. You know. <laughs> I don't think he gonna be in. Yeah, that guy. Like, he like shoot the protesters. You know? I like. Oh my God. I mean, he like. Well, the the um, we're gonna put up. We're gonna put up this guy. We're still gonna. No matter what y'all say, we still gonna put up um, this this guy for prime prime minister. I'm like, man, that guy. He really a diehard coordination framework guy. Okay, but listen. Because we got to be able to look, you know, at both sides of the coin. He's right in the fact that, hey, guys, this is the Constitution. It's the law. And we get to do that. And what, every time you guys demonstrate, we're supposed to change the law or change our people, whoever it is. And some people honestly look at that. This was our choice. Saddam walked off. He gave us the power and the authority, and now he don't like the way we did it. Okay. From that respect, he is correct. So and he's taking a stand. I can't change my mind every time you get mad because he's going to get mad at everybody we pick. <laughs> That's all. Because I believe right. he is. But on Sadar's side and everybody else, they're saying, yeah, but it would have never came to this if you weren't corrupt to start with, if you guys didn't cheat in the beginning and then have the judiciary do what you wanted to do to make this even harder. So they're absolutely right. So I can't get mad at him for saying, you know, follow the law, because that's all he said. It's the law. Now, because you guys let us put that law in place. You gave it to us. Or... The U.S., whoever created this mess, we just followed what you put in place, except for the judiciary changed all that in January. So I understand. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants that. Nobody's agreeing with them. Nobody wants to shoot anybody because they know once they start doing that, it's all over. 
So it won't be the government shooting Sadar's protesters. I don't think that's going to happen. If it's going to no. be anything, it's going to be the framework, or as Sadar has warned them against, they are putting people in the crowd to start stuff. They help get them started because that's what they want and chaos to rule. That's who it'll be in. al Kazimi has the military, the police, everybody under control. Sadar actually has his crowd under control. If something happens, it will be the framework or Iran sympathizers. There was starting it. That's the way I see it. You think the general that um, joined um, the protest, Sadar's protesters was a good thing? I think so. The general that joined this protest, oh, his, his, his guy joined the protest. His leaders went down there, and just to make sure things stayed calm, though, just to show their presence and be there, which was great. And this is the funny thing. When the framework sent their people, then they sent their leaders down there, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Both of them are trying to look like they're fighting for the people, for the sin, for the good guys. When you really have to know what's going on to fully understand it. Fortunately, we do. Thanks, Tony. All right. Thanks, Thank you, Ray. Sir. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. That's going to wrap us up. All right. All right, guys, a lot of information. It was a very busy weekend, back and forth. But this week is a telling story, how far, how deep it gets, if it does. But, again, al Kazimi announced yesterday they put that the rate is changed. It's still there. They're still telling the people over there the rate is changed. You just have to wait for the announcement, and that is, Go through it to get to it. That's all. We just got to go through this to get to it. But it's there waiting for us. So that's the good thing. We just don't know when. So things are moving forward. I think um, things had to happen this way for anything to happen. For it finally to be over with. We'll see where it goes. Should be a good week, though. So do what I'm going to do. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be super fantastic while you're doing it and share the super fantastic. All right, Ray. All right, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for us for this marvelous Monday morning. We'll talk to you again on Hump Day Wednesday. Keep believing. We sure do. This keeps me going. On those days when I feel like giving up. Fire. You to already see yourself out of the storm. 
the clouds will move. It's time for you to smile again. Come on, Sean. I believe my family will get better. I believe God will provide. I believe the promise that He made. Oh, I believe. Oh, already done. The blessing is yours. God's already pre-approved you for it. Come on, Zacardi. That my God is a healer, yes he is, and I believe that I will survive, oh I, I believe that God is able, oh I believe, I know it is already done. The word tells us that if any two of us shall agree on anything on earth, that God will do it for us in heaven. And I know sometimes life has a way of knocking you down to the point where you can't even pray for yourself. But today, I want to agree with you that it's getting ready to get better. And right now, we are giving your problem an expiration date. And we're saying it's over. That you've been crying long enough. That you've been worried long enough. That you've been struggling long enough. And I believe that God's going to do it for you. I believe
you stop conference recording, this session is no longer being recorded. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap. We are out of here.